asleep. Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to kickoff hits three days for BYU football at the Poinsettia Bowl. We are live from San Diego. Loaded guest lineup, the 1990 Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer, Corbin, Kafusi, Nick Kurtz, and the president of the bowl, Ted Tolner, joins us. Plus, our latest going for two picks. Time to man up, Jerem, and face the music. Let's go! This is BYU Sports this Nation. BYU brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now broadcasting live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt San Diego, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We've got a plan. We're going to do it for our super fans. That's in the spirit of the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt in the San Diego Harbor. Yeah. Broadcasting Woo. in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 19th, and waking up in San Diego in December on yeah, a Monday is yeah. different than any other Monday everywhere. Now, let's explain something. It looks super warm, right? It actually is warm now. We, we came out here, and it was cold, so we have these sweatshirts on. I, I should probably lose a sweatshirt. On Saturday, we were freezing for two hours, and here we are in the warmth with sweatshirts. This does make sense. Now, to bring it around, sorry, yeah. you should leave the sweatshirt on to compensate yeah, for to the, the cold that you felt. I'm trying to make weight at my Saturday. wrestling yeah. meet, so I'm going to leave the sweatshirt on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 2016 Panda Watch reporter Jerem Jordan, and of course, I am Spencer Panda Linton. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I love Anchorman. I did go to the zoo and hang out with my family yesterday. BYU went there. Uh, Wyoming was there. It was funny walking by some of the Wyoming guys and even some of the San Diego Zoo personnel. Assuming I was on the team. I was very flattered. I'm, am I a kicker, maybe? Say something like that, right? Yeah, what position would you, yeah. would you place Jerem no, Jordan in? We don't in? need to ask that. This, <laughs> I just self-deprecated. We don't need to continue that. Hey, by the way, 37 years ago today, in then Jack Murphy Stadium, now Qualcomm Stadium. The play of plays. The number one play in BYU history. The Miracle Bowl, led by Jim McMahon. BYU overcomes a 20-point deficit against SMU with under four minutes to play. Unbelievable. That was across town. That's where BYU is going to play its bowl game. So much history there. That's the greatest play in BYU history. And I think the greatest comeback in NCAA football history. So 37 years from today. Bill Shefflin blocked a punt. BYU threw a Hail Mary to tie it. And then Kurt Gunther is the guy that kicked the game-winning extra point. Pretty fantastic stuff. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU will hold another practice this morning in San Diego, of course, with the Poinsettia Bowl happening on Wednesday night. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki spoke with us on Saturday as part of our two-hour Fan Fest special and told us that Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen reminds him of another quarterback the Cougars faced earlier this year. He reminds me a lot of the guy at Mississippi State. He's a tall kid that can run. I don't mm-hmm. think he's as fast, but he, he still has the ability to run and hurt you. And a lot of their big plays is because he breaks contain and, and pass and, uh, and throws the ball well. So, Josh Allen drawing comparisons to Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State, Jaron. Yeah, and, and that's a, I like that comparison. A big, stronger guy who can run. He's very mobile in the pocket. He's, he'll be a challenge. He'll be a handful for BYU. Uh, this afternoon, the team's going to take a trip to SeaWorld. We will be there uh, doing some Facebook Live events with the team. So we'll uh, tweet those links out. Check us out on uh, Facebook.com slash BYU Sports Nation. Our second headline, BYU basketball lost 75-73 to mm. Illinois on Saturday. Very close, exciting game at the United Center in Chicago. 
You know what? Uh, we kind of lost in a way with our going for two picks as well. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, here's how it works. We make two predictions before each and every BYU football and basketball game. It was basketball against Illinois. And to recap quickly, I said, number one, Jerry, I'm going to start with the good part, okay? There was some good and bad. Let's lead with the good. Good, yes. I said Nick Emery would score in double figures in the first half. I thought he would get off to a quick start and... Swish! Winner right there, okay? He finished with 16. He had 12 in the first yeah, half. Yeah, so, so he, you're, lucky, you're lucky you got him in the first he half. He did get off to the quick start. I called that one, right? He did call it. Secondly, I think this is more of a hope than, uh, than, yeah. than what would actually happen. I said Re- Rebellions are built on hopes. Yes, that is very we true. We saw Rogue One. I saw it for the second time. Yeah. Did you like it? Loved it, man. Good. Loved it. BYU will hold Illinois to 35% shooting or less from the three-point line. The Illini mm. shot closer to their season average, which is 40%. They were 38.5%. So one for two, I was wrong on that one. I went one for two as well. Uh, I, got, uh, I didn't get this one. Eric Mika won't lead BYU in scoring. That was a dumb one. Eric Mika is going to be a lottery <laughs> pick maybe this year. We'll see. Uh, he led the team with 25 points. Nick Emery had 16 points. So That's if, really bold. So your boy, Nick Emery, would have scored a little more. Maybe I would have got that one. And Illinois will score in the 70s. Yeah, I got that one. they scored seventy. Well, congratulations on that very soft so, pick. Yeah, yeah, that one was soft as butter. Next time, Jerem. Next time, being tomorrow. There's another game. It's time that we uh, bring in our first guest today, live from San Diego, and uh, that is the president of the San Diego Bull Game Association, Ted Tolner. Ted, I feel like welcome uh, back. We've had yeah, you on the yeah. show like three or four times. You're a great. regular now. You know, I love your energy. Uh, so anything you want to go to, let me know what it is here. We'll take care of it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's, that's the best thing I've heard the whole time we've been down here. Carte blanche. Yeah. Yeah. First off, it's great to be here. You weren't lying about the weather. This is amazing. Yet we're in sweatshirts. It doesn't get any better than this right now. Here We're sitting out here in the morning. we got the, the boats behind us, a beautiful blue sky, a great location. So we're happy to have you guys here. We really are. We only have one complaint, that yeah. there wasn't a uh, mariachi band yeah, there, awaiting There was our one for arrival. BYU, there yeah. wasn't one for us. Well, <laughs> you know why? I mean, midnight, we had, to, we, had, we had to get a second mariachi group. One of them, their hours were up <laughs> by the time you, time, you, the time you guys got in here. But I'm glad everything worked out. It was, it was a slow start for both Wyoming and BYU as far as everybody getting here. But now everything's going real well. You do a lot of preparation throughout the year to get ready for the bowl game. So what's it like to have the teams down here and finally? be able to uh, roll out the red carpet. Well, it's really what it's all about, you know, and it's really special for me because it's a new part of it. I'm used to the other side where you're the coach and you're coming in and bringing a team and, and you want your guys to have a good experience. The other side's a lot more difficult in many ways, I'll tell you. There's so much to it. We, we have a lot of volunteers that make this work. Now, we have a bowl association group, but there's a whole bunch of red coats that make it go, and it, it's amazed me on how much how vari- the variety of the areas that have to be covered, from lodging to meals to, to the whole thing, to getting you to practice, practice sites, things that just, you know, when you come in as a team, you want those things taken care of. And uh, so it's a new experience for me being on the other side. Well, you have planned a number of events, and let's talk about some of the things that the guys are going to do over the next three days, starting with today. What, what's on the docket for BYU and Wyoming leading up to the actual football game? Well, they'll, they'll practice this morning, you know, get up, have their meetings, look at film, and then and they'll, they'll practice this morning. This afternoon is a SeaWorld trip. They're both going down there about the same time, so it, it's a great location down there. 
And this evening we have the Battle of the Bands and the Gas Lamp and then the normal hospitality rooms. Tomorrow we got a luncheon on the Midway, which is a great experience. And, and then we'll, we'll play the football game. So we, here's what the mix of trying to have enough for the players and coaches to do and yet still do their job. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the fine line. Sometimes in the bowl games we want to do too much. And the coaches and players, they want to get ready and play a good football game. I mean, that's the point of it, but also to have some fun. So the mix of, of the variety of fun things to do outside of football and still being prepared to play the game they want to play, represent BYU the way they want on the field on Wednesday's game. And so uh, that's, that's kind of what you have to figure out, what that is. And the coaches help us. I mean, they, they help us on what they think is reasonable for their, their players to be involved in and be ready to play a game. It's an interesting balance because you have families yeah. uh, that come uh, from a lot of the administration. In the case of BYU, a lot of you know, there's some married players. Some have kids and whatnot. Yeah. So there's more strollers around here than normal. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's fun to have this experience for everybody. In '81, as the BYU quarterback yeah. coach, she played in the Holiday Bowl, yeah. or excuse me, coached in the Holiday yeah. Bowl. Uh, what do you remember? What you did down here? Oh yeah, in your experience. You know, it, yeah, and I had coached here prior to that. I was the offensive coordinator at San Diego State, and I went up there with Lavelle. When Doug Scoville came down here, we kind of switched positions. And uh, so I knew the different areas, but I still enjoyed it, you know, to come in as a visiting team. And at that time, we were staying in a different location. But I was impressed, even though I had been here eight years prior to that. You know? So I can imagine. And, and really, that you want the families and the players to really, and, and, and your alumni and your fans, to have a great experience. And. I think the Bowl Association has done that. I'm new to it. I mean, I'm just, I've been involved since I retired from the NFL four years ago. So my role is growing as I get involved in it. But there's been so many people do these things for 39 years to make the combination of the holiday and, point, and the poinsettia bowl be successful. You mentioned that BYU and Wyoming was one of the potential matchups that you would have favored. Well, now it has yeah. come to fruition. What do you think about what the Cowboys and the Cougars bring to Qualcomm Stadium on Wednesday night. You know, I, I love the matchup. I love it for a lot of reasons. I mean, the tradition of the games that were played over all the years, I mean, there is, there is a legitimate rivalry there, uh, and, and I like those. But more than that, I like the makeup of the teams. I mean, I've said this before. In BYU's case, to start off one and three and lose three games by a total of six points or seven points, whatever that was, and then come back and run seven of the last eight with maybe the tough – I don't know what you guys have said about the toughness of the schedule. I think it's one of the most difficult schedules BYU has ever played. And when you start off like that, you better have not only a solid coaching staff, which is a brand-new staff finding their way, and you better have great character on the team to stay focused and come back and win seven out of eight and come here. Well, and, I, and to the same degree, Wyoming has some of that, in that last year they were 2-10. and ten. They're picked last this year. And they come in first in the Mountain Division of, of the conference. And so when you get teams with that kind of character makeup, I think that makes for a great game because you've got quality individuals competing that don't let negative things happen and destroy them. They just fight through it, and now we're going to have a heck of a football game. And I, I like the star power of this as well. The, yeah. the, the, the Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams, yeah. Josh Allen, Brian Hill. There's some good players in yeah. this game. Well, both teams have a top running back and a top quarterback, even though your quarterback you know, hasn't played all year, but he played all last year. It's not like you got a, you got a guy that hasn't played. I mean, he had a tremendous year a year ago. And, yes, Jamal Williams and Brian Hill, runners, there is – you know, we got a runner here in town, J.D. Pumphrey, who's a very good back. But they're in that league, too. 
And so, you know, we're fortunate in the quality of players and the character of the teams. And now we're going to have a heck of a game, in our opinion. Talking with Ted Tolner here in San Diego, BYU Sports Nation, live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego, part of the San Diego Harbor. Uh, Kevin McKinney is uh, on the Wyoming uh, radio staff, color analyst, and, and he told us that this season has been magical for the Cowboys. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Looking back, this might be their best season in, in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. The last time they played BYU at a neutral site in 1996. So there's, there, it's just one of many angles that uh, make this game very, very intriguing. Well, and it's legitimate. I mean, it is. They've been down for a while, and they've gone through coaching staffs and trying to bring it back. And it's, you know, the North Dakota, they hire from, you know, Craig Bull from North Dakota State, who's used to winning, brings a staff and assimilates one, and they, they change the attitude in really a short period of time. Uh, no, I, I think it's, it really is super. When people can turn programs around, it's fun to watch and, and try to evaluate why. How did they do it? We should have called this segment TED Talks. I just realized that. I was late yeah. in, in getting to that. It's an uplifting, motivating thing. <laughs> exactly. TED Talks on BYU Ted Sports Nation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for fans that are um, maybe not here yet but are coming down to San Diego, how can they get involved in the festivities? Well, if they're coming in today, you know, they, they, they'd have to get out to SeaWorld if they had time to do that. But if they can't do that and they're coming in today, get down to the gas lamp tonight. The bands are fun. I mean, the bands are – I mean, they have their way of battling too. I mean, you have your gridiron stuff that's a battle. And comp- but bands got great pride too. They want to outplay each other and outmaneuver and, and all the things that a band does. So that's fun. I mean, that part of it's fun and it's downtown where people are – there'll be people that are fans of the game and then there'll be people that are just downtown to have dinner. And, and they say, wow, what's going on here? So definitely go down to that tonight. Are players given the mic at all during that? Because it got interesting last year between BYU and Utah at that. Well, sometimes that's <laughs> scheduled and not scheduled. <laughs> I'm not going to declare on that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. That was the most interesting part of the pregame festivities yeah. last year. Competition is competition, yep. whatever it is. Whether it doesn't it's matter, right. football. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ted, great to talk to you, as always. I love it, guys. Ted talks. Good luck this to you. Enjoy good. having you down here. Thank you. Okay, we'll you see you Wednesday. Oh, all right, we will be there. Coming up, our Twitter question of the day. We want to hear your opinions. Plus, we continue a bevy of interviews, including senior wide receiver Nick Kurtz, Corbin Kafusi, the dual sport athlete and offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer. We are live from San Diego. Yeah, BYU Sports Station rolls on after this. Cougar Nation, are you watching? It's the spirit of game day. The roar of 64,000 fans. It's the echo of greatness. The thunder of new beginnings. This is our house, our field, our team. And they are not ready for us. This is Brigham Young University. BYU Sports Nation is made possible by a generous grant from Forever Resorts. Forever Resorts owns and operates more than 65 vacation and entertainment properties in or near national parks, recreation areas, and national forests. Forever Resorts, making memories for over 25 years. I'm attorney Chris Dexter at Dexter Law. We provide a variety of legal services and are passionate about supporting Cougar sports on BYU TV. Learn more at DexterLaw.com and go Cougars! Game Day Promos helps BYU build the Cougar brand with customized promotional items. Blankets, flashlights, balls, almost anything really. To increase fan loyalty and team support. Businesses can do the same thing. 
carefully selecting items that Game Day promos can customize with any brand. The result? Gifts to reward customers. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU. Game Day promos. Beyond sports, beyond expectations. It's the first bowl game of the Kalani Satake era. Wyoming takes on BYU in the 12th annual Poinsettia Bowl. The Cowboys ride into Qualcomm Stadium with an explosive offensive attack. The Cougars counter with their turnover-hungry defense. BYU TV previews the game with Countdown to Kickoff Live. After the contest, watch the live postgame show. Finally, relive the action with a BYU TV game day replay. It's a full spread of bowl game coverage Wednesday on BYU TV. Don't miss it. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation for the latest from San Diego and use the hashtag BYUSN. And coming up Wednesday night, 8 Eastern time, we'll be live from Qualcomm Stadium with Countdown to Kickoff and the BYU TV Sports postgame as well. But first, the pregame show, 8 Eastern time. You and David Nixon, live from Qualcomm. Uh, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan live from Provo. We'll have full game, uh, pregame coverage for you, 8 Eastern, Wednesday night. We will be live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt San Diego up until game day, as you mentioned, Jerem, and then over to Tomorrow. Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah, there you go. Our Twitter question today, what is the biggest storyline going into Wednesday's Poinsettia Bowl? The reason we're asking this is because it's like, is it about Wyoming? It doesn't feel like it's about Wyoming. It feel, feels like it's about BYU back in San Diego. To me, that's a bigger storyline. Yeah, how do you see it, BYU Sports Nation? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Our first tweet is in from at BruteDR. says, has to be the changing of the guard at quarterback. Mm. Close second is Jamal's finale or final performance before the NFL draft. Yeah, I think for BYU fans, it's anything but Wyoming, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's Tanner. It's uh, Jamal. It's BYU back in San Diego. It's... Finished the season with nine wins. And then it's like, duh, 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 Wyoming. Isn't that interesting? Well, here's the thing. Like, for me, having talked to the Wyoming folks and Ted Tolan and, and gone through their personnel and Brian Hill and Josh Allen, like, it's becoming more about Wyoming and who they are. But that's, that's because we're broadcasters and we, we spend time in the details. It's interesting to, to talk to the fans and, yeah. and see what, where they prioritize Yeah, there's some, there's some danger there. In 08, BYU played Arizona, who, who was really excited to be in Vegas. In fact, I think Chad Lewis said it right. I said, de hungry. And they were hungry, and they, yeah. and they won. But this is a new coaching staff for BYU. I think they'll have them ready to go. And, and we'll see the kind of prep and how that's executed in the game on Wednesday. Now, the difference between 2008 and 2016, BYU. Eight years. Is yeah, not only eight years. BYU was a little bit unmotivated to go to the Las Vegas Bowl because they had started six and zero. They were ranked in the top ten at one point in that season, and yeah, they had done the Las Vegas Bowl. It's weird to have a disappointing ten and three season, but the start and the build up was everything. Yeah, this year I still thought that was a good. I don't feel like BYU is unmotivated. They've won seven of eight. They're rolling a bit coming into the bowl game, whereas they had lost a bunch in two thousand eight. So it's. It's a different atmosphere, but same motivated appoint, uh, opponent like uh, Arizona was with Wyoming. All right, it's time now to bring on our next guest, but th- not before we give the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 
BYU has started seven different quarterbacks the last seven bowl games. That is nuts. That, that's crazy, right? There have been injuries, uh, lack of continuity in that way. That will end with Tanner Mangum starting in the Poinsettia Bowl Wednesday. So Max Hall, Jake Heaps, Riley Nelson, James, James Lark, Lark, the last time BYU played in San Diego. Taysom Hill. Christian, Christian Stewart, Stewart. And then Tanner Mangum last year in the Las Vegas Bowl. So BYU will have finally a repeat starter at quarterback. Pretty crazy. Well, it's been a while since BYU's had a repeat starter at quarterback. And uh, a guy that has played a few bowl games in San Diego, obviously, is, is Ty Detmer. And Ty, let's just go ahead and start with this. What do you, what do you really think? Of, of Jerem's impersonation of you. It's pretty good, actually, because oh, right. I saw the deal on Twitter, and I clicked on it, and it started out like, I was like, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> like the, first, the first three words, and then the voice inflection on, like, one of the parts was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, you, got me. then you looked at who tweeted it. <laughs> yeah. I got you, dude. <laughs> you did. For about the first two or three words, and then yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Same thing on my mission, too. I, they thought it was native until they uh, heard the third word. Yeah, exactly. Oh the gift goodness. of tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Williams uh, was so kind to inform us that his nickname for you is Big Belly. Now we want to messed up. We want yeah. We want to give you an opportunity to give him a nickname on national television. Man, I don't know. I mean, it's Swag Daddy. That's what everybody knows him by, right? So I don't call him anything different. So <laughs> should his playing time be lessened because of that nickname? No, not at no. all. He doesn't have in to fact, sit out the first. In carry. fact, he should have more and not be able to come off the field. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> He's punished. Oh, you're tired. Way. You're yeah. tired. Okay, yeah. stay on the field. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, earlier today, Christian McCaffrey um, said that he. He's going to sit out the bowl, his bowl game, the Sun Bowl, to prepare for the draft. What do you think of that idea? Uh, that's, that's different, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, you're part of the team, and it's still a game. You know, even though it's a bowl game and it really counts for nothing at this point. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'd hate to see that trend start because uh, you want to finish the season. I think as a player, you'll look back at it and probably have some regrets that you didn't finish the year with your teammates. And uh I, I hope that doesn't catch on. And in the case of BYU, Jamal Williams probably has a lot to gain still from the bowl game, so there's no, there's nothing like that with this team going into the bowl game, I'd take it. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else for him to gain. I think the scouts have seen all they need to see, but I think for him it's it's just finishing the year, finishing your career, and, and this is the icing on the cake, and, and enjoy it and have a good time with it. But, um, you know, I, I don't think you play scared or, or – uh, take plays off, those kind of things, uh, to try to keep yourself healthy. I think you play the game. When you get into the heat of battle in the middle of the game, in a bowl game, is it any different than playing in a regular season game? Is there is there a different feeling around it? No, not at all. Once the game starts, you know, all the preparation, all that's different because, you know, we practice a day, day off, travel, day off, practice, you know, so you're doing all those things. You're at the zoo, you're at SeaWorld. Um, you're enjoying that time. It's kind of a reward for the season you've had. But once the game starts, the juices kick in, and, and uh, it's a game again. You know, So um, hopefully you're able to kind of put all that aside and still prepare and, and keep the guys motivated uh, to play the game. Um, but overall, uh, once the game starts, it's, the guys are going to play, and uh, it'll be intense. And Wyoming's always been a rivalry for us, so... I don't know if our players or their players really understand that part because it's been a while, but um, I know the fans do and, and us as coaches do. It's a funny dynamic because, yeah, everyone else is telling the players except themselves, this is a rivalry. <laughs> this is an important deal. So how are they taking that uh, storyline going into this game? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of our guys grew up BYU fans, and they've heard of those games and seen those games and understand it a little bit. And probably a lot of their players from the Mountain West area um, have been a part of that too, uh, whether they grew up Wyoming fans or not. Um, I think you know people understand that side of things uh, as fans. So I think you'll have a, a mix of some that feel it and understand it and, and those that maybe don't. You kind of need to go to Laramie to really know, though, right? <laughs> you have to go to Laramie. What is it like to yeah. quarterback a game in yeah. Laramie, Ty? So, you know, it, it's uh, the fans are pretty entertaining. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was giving my roommate, Eric Mortensen, a hard time uh, because our first game there, we're freshmen, and uh, he's standing on the sideline the whole time like, it smells like hot dogs. You know, I keep smelling hot dogs. And sure enough, he pulls his pads off after the game and somebody had thrown a half a hot dog down the back of his shoulder. <laughs> and I still remember that to this day. You know, it was, uh, it was classic. So we still got a chuckle out of that. Only in Laramie. <laughs> that is really That's funny. That's good service, I guess. Yeah. Deliver, yeah. Good delivery. Hey, yeah. we were sharing yeah. with you. <laughs> the Wyoming defense uh, has taken some verbal lashings because they've given up a lot of points in a couple of games over 500 rushing yards uh, in one in particular. But they feel confident that they can come out and play against BYU. What do you see on film that uh, the numbers don't necessarily tell? Yeah, the the games they gave up the big rushing yards, UNLV, their quarterback was very mobile, broke off some big runs for them. And then uh, New Mexico, an option team that's just, you know, if you're not tight on that, it can get away from you, which it did for them. So playing San Diego State, more of a traditional type of offense um, they held them in check and, and did a good job of stopping the run for the most part and so um, I think you know we're in that kind of mold a little more traditional offense I think um, Tanner throws it better than San Diego State's quarterback does uh, we're a little more diverse and not just lining up in three tight ends and, and running the ball at you as much so um, you know they, they feel I'm sure feel confident they're, they're going to play fast. They play hard. Um, they're hard-nosed team, so um, you expect to see the safeties down in the run game and all those kind of things. So it, uh, it'll be a battle. It'll be a tough test because they do play hard and they play fast. They, they were in the Mountain West Championship game, so they're a good, solid football team. How much of your conversation uh, with Tanner is what you've been doing all year versus, okay, I, I've been a quarterback in San Diego and even off the bench against Colorado in 88 in the Freedom Bowl. Yeah, we haven't talked much about being a bowl game, that kind of thing. He played last year. He, mm-hmm. he understands it. Uh, the big thing is just, you know, managing your emotions a little bit. Um, he's super excited to be able to play and to be the starter and, and to be the guy. So it's trying not to do too much too early in the game and uh, manage the game part of it and just run the offense. If it's there, throw it. If it's not, uh, throw it away or, or take off with it. So um, more of it's managing the emotions of, of kind of getting that start again and and playing with that in mind did you did you just burn the film from last year's game one because it was last year's coaching staff that wasn't you guys per se but two you don't really need to remember uh, a particular quarter in last year's game <laughs> yeah no we don't we don't watch any of last year's film but as a coach you you go back and you try to you know be mindful of the things he was good at and that he likes to throw those kind of things so uh, and you try to incorporate those into your your game plan but it's not from that the, the Vegas bowl it's from all season long and, and what he feels comfortable with what will your emotions be like when you return to used to be the Murph now it's Qualcomm Stadium but the same stadium where you played three holiday bowls yeah it's a great setting that was one of my favorite places to play just uh with 
you know everything that goes into it whether we were playing san diego state or or the holiday bowl so um it's a great setting um you know the lights are on it's kind of the only one of the few games on that night and so um you know it'll be exciting and fun to be back in that setting it's been 37 years to the day today uh, since the Hail Mary from Jim McMahon. What are your thoughts on that play and what that meant for BYU football? Yeah, I think that was huge. Um, you know, it, it was crazy to, to go back and watch the highlights. I didn't see it live, but uh, to see the highlights and how far down they were and just kept chipping away, chipping away. And there's been some crazy games uh, in that stadium for BYU. So um, that was uh, that was one that kind of put them on the map because uh, – SMU team was really a good football team and for BYU to, to be able to go in and, and get a win and come back like they did uh, really was a signature victory. Yeah, I met Eric Dickerson in Palm Springs at a golf tournament and told him I graduated from BYU and he said, we're done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why? And he's, he's like, you know why. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought he was pretty good humored about that. Uh what played out this season differently than maybe you expected through the 12 regular season games? You know, I'd look back at the season, and there's some games early you'd like to go back and play again because we were still figuring things out, I think, a little bit, um, who we were, our identity, um, you know, what what was our best, you know, suit as far as formations and personnel and all those things and, and to have, you know, the kind of schedule we had right off the bat. Uh, there was no games in there where you could kind of figure that out and still feel like you're going to win the game. So, um, you know, you'd love to have some of those back and, and be able to go back and play them again, knowing what you know now. And, and uh, you know, I've told some of our seniors, I'm like, you know, you guys were kind of the guinea pig for us this year. Um, you know, <laughs> appreciate you hanging in there and sticking with it. Uh, and so, you know, those early games were, were ones that, you know, you feel like, looking back it's like uh, you know as a staff we're still trying to formulate who we were and then what we needed to do and so felt like as the season went on we got a little more comfortable with that and, and figured it out as we went in the same vein what did play out like you thought it would play out oh i think just the effort of our our kids you know the, the players at byu they play hard uh, they do what's asked of them they don't complain and uh you know things were different especially for a receiving group i think um, a different you know, personnel grouping. We weren't in four receivers near as much as they were before, so the playing time was limited for guys like Mitch Jurgens and and uh, some of those guys. So, um, you know, I I did appreciate the fact that we've got great great kids, great attitude. Um, they play hard. They do what they're asked to do, and and uh, you know, you knew that was going to be the case coming in because that's BYU. There were going to be no hot dogs in the pads for you per se. But well, we if don't you'd know like, that. If you'd like, well, he's not going to be wearing pads. I don't. Well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be so, wearing pads. We can we can deliver you a hot dog though if you feel like you need that back in your life. Yeah. No, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Ty, thanks for the time. Great to talk to you. You bet. Thank you. What a fantastic story about the hot dog! Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. It smells like hot dogs, man. that's so funny it's been in your pads the whole game (laughs) (laughs) only in laramie yeah it's tight that that was classic indeed that that was a classic story up next on byu sports nation we'll talk to the dual sports star corbin kafusi what's better finishing your last final sacking a quarterback or dunking on somebody yes 
BYU Sports Nation is on the air summer or winter with the help of Deseret First Credit Union. The Sports Nation guys appreciate a place to keep their money. And the Campus Branch Soda Bar keeps their voices going. BYU fans at Deseret First and beyond keep up to date on the Cougars in any season, cold weather or hot. Deseret First Credit Union celebrates all the seasons of BYU sports and sponsors BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. BYU Sports Nation is on the air summer or winter with the help of Deseret First Credit Union. The Sports Nation guys appreciate a place to keep their money. And the Campus Branch Soda Bar keeps their voices going. BYU fans at Deseret First and beyond keep up to date on the Cougars in any season, cold weather or hot. Deseret First Credit Union celebrates all the seasons of BYU sports and sponsors BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Hey, I'm Dave McCann. Tomorrow on After Further Review, we're going back to 1990. Revisit the big game with Miami, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. Explain it all tomorrow night, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, here on BYU TV. The BYU basketball program is a totally unique college education. Coach Rose, I think, is one of the finest we've ever had. Watch CSU Bakersfield versus BYU live Thursday at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Welcome back, sports friends, to San Diego. BYU Sports Nation live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. And we will be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern time, same time, uh, for uh, BYU Sports Nation. We will get you ready for the Poinsettia Bowl. Then, of course, Wednesday we'll be live at noon Eastern from Qualcomm Stadium, 6 Eastern as well, and then 8 Eastern for countdown to kickoff. So we will have plenty of coverage, not to mention social media, Facebook Live events, uh, this afternoon at SeaWorld, tomorrow on the USS Midway. It's going to be great. We got you covered in San Diego. Not many guys have dunked on somebody, blocked a shot, blocked sacked a, a quarterback, blocked a, punt. blocked a punt or a kick for that matter, and blocked. finished up finals as a student, right? Yes. Let alone two guys from the same family, Bronson Kafusi and Corbin Kafusi, have now both done the dual sport thing. In fact, uh, earlier this morning, we talked to Corbin Kafusi about that. And the best part of his San Diego trip thus far, we are two on one BYU Sports Nation with the defensive lineman, six foot nine, Corbin Kafusi. Corbin, what is the best part of the San Diego bowl game trip for you thus far? The best part. Mm, that is hard to say. I think it's just having everyone here and just being with all the team the team. Because in San Diego, it's great weather. There's a lot to do here. And so having everyone here doing stuff is just so much fun. Like You, I wouldn't you have on no sleeves day. on right now. I have yeah, no yeah, sleeves Yeah, you're showing on. us up, man. 
You know, sometimes you just have to wear no sleeves in the sun. Sun's out, guns out, literally, <laughs> with these guns right here. And Saturday, I we went uh, like short sleeve. We were at, and it was freezing. No, and I then, wore a jacket, and then you and Eliza Tuiaki gave me a hard time about it. Yeah. So I took off my jacket, and then you probably got sick because it of was. It. I didn't. It was a huge mistake. But anyways, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. This is a celebration of the season, um, and oh, it, yeah. it's it's really fun because you have all the staffers, you have family and friends. There's more strollers around here than anyone's seen in a long time. <laughs> it's it, it's great. You and I, uh, the, the team, I guess, went to the San Diego Zoo yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was there. You and I saw the gorillas. Yes, what, we what did. impressed you the most about the San Diego Zoo, and what can you take from the zoo that you can put on the field? That's the <laughs> application part. Oh man, this is that's that's a great question. Application to the field. Well. Of course, you just want to play like an animal. And so okay. in my mind, I'm just going through all the, the best animals I saw. You know, you see the tigers, the lions. We did see them feeding the lions, which was pretty sweet. Ooh. Like everyone was just crowded around, and they just put this huge old hunk of meat on a tree, and this lion just went after it. So probably probably something like that would be good. Did to, you see Josh Allen's face, the Wyoming quarterback? <laughs> I did. It was so weird. <laughs> it was carved into the meat. <laughs> Hey, whatever you got to do to get yeah. mentally prepared, right? It's like the water boy, uh, that, that whole mentality, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Going back to that great Adam Sandler movie. That back great when he, Adam he, Sandler movie. We've debated whether it's great or not. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since he's produced a great movie. Well, we've talked about Josh Allen, the quarterback, but what about Brian Hill, Wyoming's running back? What have you seen from him on film, and how does the defensive line prepare to stop a guy that's run for over 1,700 yards this season? You know, he's a great player. Watching the film, he runs really hard, in fact. He, he looks a lot like Jamal when he runs. He just runs hard. You can tell he's trying to get every extra piece of yard he makes guys miss. He bounces off tackles, stuff like that. And so for the defensive line, that's a huge thing for us. And so staying in our gaps and making sure that he doesn't break tackles and he doesn't get past the line, because if he gets a full head of steam, then it's hard to bring him down. Would you rather have a quarterback be tall or short? Because Allen's a, a taller one that you played this year. Mm. More quarterback to, to get? Ooh, that's that's true. But if they're short, they're elusive, right? If they're short, they're elusive. But if they're tall and elusive, that's that's pretty that's hard a bad to deal combo. with. Yeah, he seems kind of elusive. He's pretty what, elusive. What yeah, he's pretty elusive. But like you said, because he's bigger, there's more to grab. So, yeah. <laughs> Corbin Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are on the San Diego Harbor Seaport Village. This is better than Studio B, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I think just the weather in general. A lot yeah, better. It's than, fun to be outside, yeah. but in San Diego outside. <laughs> yeah, in San Diego outside. <laughs> if we I were in Provo, it could be a lot different. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's, sleepless, so. it's warmer out here than it is inside Studio B. That's for sure. At BYU Broadcast. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Our camera operators wear sweaters. That, that is a, <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's that's a, a true yeah, story. It, it. Corbin, uh, you said that you talked basically daily with uh, your brother Bronson. What kind of advice is he giving to you at this point as you prepare for the bowl game and then the transition to basketball? Um, I remember he said one thing yesterday. I was like, I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing all these fun things. And he's like, but remember, you're there to win. <laughs> so don't forget. Like, don't have, he didn't say don't have too much fun, but he's like, remember to focus while you're down there with the guys. Because here at the bowl game, it's really easy to lose focus because you have great weather. You have all these activities. You know, you're going to the zoo with all your friends. He's like, but you're there to win. So that was really good advice from him. Probably the best so far. Is it hard to focus uh, a little bit because there's so much uh, to do here in San Diego? I think, yeah, I think there's just like some, everyone gets a little distracted because, like you said, it's the end of season celebration, so you're just celebrating with all your best friends. And it's like, wait a sec, we have to 
we have to get ourselves ready, though, for this game because it's not going to be a celebration if we don't win it. That's right. That's, yeah, there's the pregame celebration, but after the game, you're hoping that you can celebrate and kind of take that into off-season workouts. But for you, it's a little different. Like you said, you're going to transition to basketball. So mm-hmm. what's, what's it like for you as you kind of watch a team you can't help, uh, but that next week uh, you, can, you can get to help? Finally? It's a really interesting like, dynamic because, like you said, you're just sitting there and you're like, I can't do anything. I can cheer them on. I'm a great cheerleader. But other than that, I just have to sit here and watch my other friends just <laughs> play another sport that I love. So I don't know. That's probably been a, the most interesting thing this season, watching basketball start. With you putting on 30 pounds or whatever it is right now, how will you approach basketball differently this year? Because you're just bigger. I think and the, the mindset is with you know playing football and everything, of course you still want to you still want to produce in basketball, but at the same time, now it's like I want to be an enforcer. I want, if I foul, it's got to be worth it. <laughs> Says Bronson. <laughs> and they've got to go to the floor at least, you know. <laughs> like if, he does, if you foul and he doesn't go to the floor, then what's the point of fouling now? <laughs> Quote of the day. You've become the hammer, just yeah. like your brother Bronson. Yeah. yeah. Who, was it Brandon Ogletree yeah. that said when Bronson, Bronson's a hammer? And when he sees a nail, he only knows how to do one thing. <laughs> Ask Kelly Olenek of Gunbag. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, when, you, when you look at this game uh, and, and what Wyoming does and what, what the game plan is, what's, what's been some of the rhetoric about, uh, okay, Wyoming does this well, let's be, let's be ready. What has your attention as a defense? Uh, of course, like we were talking about earlier, they're running back. They do, they're kind of an old-school, hard-nosed team where it's like we're going to run power, and we're going to run power until it doesn't work anymore. And so getting ourselves ready for that has kind of been just – it's been the main focus. Okay, stop the power and then go from there. What is your understanding of the BYU-Wyoming rivalry? <laughs> I just remember growing up and listening to all the stuff and watching all the games and remembering players always had to keep their helmets on for random reasons. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or not so random. <laughs> or not so random, more <laughs> obvious reasons. But, yeah, it's always just been – it's one of those teams where I, you wouldn't think there's a rivalry. But when the game comes up, then it's like, oh, there is. There's a little extra to this game than you thought before. Well, we just learned from Ty Detmer that his uh, teammate, roommate, got a piece of a hot dog thrown in the back of his shoulder pads. It stuck so. in his shoulder pads. And he said, it smells like hot dogs. This is crazy. <laughs> and then after the game, pulled out a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, that's like a mid-game snack. You, know? you die <laughs> for something like that. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> for a defensive lineman. Thank oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there a difference playing in an NFL stadium? Yeah, and you guys did that with the uh, Redskins Stadium uh, earlier against West Virginia this year and Arizona. Yeah. It's, it's a great feeling playing inside the NFL stadium because it's just such a bigger venue. And even if it's not completely completely full it's just being in that setting which kind of gets everyone a little bit more excited for things what does getting the nine wins this season against this schedule with everything that's been happening uh and having to work with a first year staff who's trying to figure things out what, what would getting the nine wins mean it would be huge for us i think in fact i think as far as we've come a lot of people didn't expect us to even get this many wins up until this point and so if we can get another one it'll just we'll just keep shocking everyone because We've had an amazing season so far, and it hasn't been perfect, but it's the fact that we, like you said, we came out with all these things stacked against us and did as well as we did that we, we feed off of that. 
Kalani Satake was at Utah uh, for a long time, and they did they do really well in bowl games. I think they've won or uh, only lost one under Kyle Whittingham. What kind of things have you seen from Kalani Satake in preparation for this game that you're trying to get that win? It's not just a celebration of the season. Yeah, I think a big thing for him is just like when we practiced last week and stuff like that, it's, okay, we're still focusing on a team. We're going to approach it just like any other game of the season. And we're going to come with the same. We're going to come with the same focus. It's not like okay, this is a bowl game, so let's kind of relax a little bit. It's no, we're going to prepare the exact same way we've been doing the entire season. You're still going to have your time to have fun down there, but we have to come at this the same way we have been. What's the best feeling of the three options I'm going to give you? Slam dunk in basketball, a quarterback sack, or walking out of your last final for the semester. Oh, man. <laughs> the one that jumps out, of course, is the final, depending on how because hard the class happened. is. Like, I've, I literally have screamed, like, just given a, a big scream after I've come out of finals. And people just look at me. I like, come out of the testing center, and I just put my arms in the air. And they're like, you're so weird. But, <laughs> well, that's not weird. I totally understand <laughs> no, I understand that. it. I just didn't do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think I they do thought it. you were weird. I think they were just a little bit afraid. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, getting a sack is amazing. And I think with the dunk thing, it depends on who it's on. Uh, oh, it yeah, that, on that somebody. factors if into it, If it's on it, somebody, it? then, yeah. yeah, there's just so many different what, factors. What about blocking DeMontis Sabonis in Spokane? Oh, that is great. That's just that, golden. That was good. That yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah that happened. It was happened. a lottery pick, dude. I know. It's like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> We've done all three. Not many people can say that they have done all three of those things. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Especially at BYU. Corbin, we thank you for the time, man. Thanks thanks for having me in the want, weather. If you want to go, like, scream when you go off, you can do that. Okay. <laughs> you know, this isn't as hard as the final, so maybe I will, maybe I won't. During the bowl game. Oh, during the bowl Oh, of course. Yeah. You survived. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin Kafusi with us, two-on-one, BYU Sports Nation style, live from San Diego. That's a big dude. I can't believe that for, for his football teammates, like, there's a little bit of a break, right, before they yeah. get back into spring preparation and all that stuff. He's got to go Top right back to work. play is next Thursday for BYU Hoops. Santa Clara at home, live on BYU TV. He could play for BYU basketball a week from the game, the last football He'll game. He'll play in that game. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, senior receiver Nick Kurtz. What does his final game mean to him? With the BYU license plates, no matter where you are, you show your Cougar spirit, and you make it possible for students to get an education. The donation you make when you get the license plates goes to support BYU scholarships. So whether spreading Cougar pride coast to coast or getting to the big game, you're also funding scholarship opportunities for BYU students. Learn about free special plates today at alumni.byu.edu slash plates. It was there for you over a thousand times yesterday. It was there for you today. And it will be there tomorrow. As long as you're making memories, it will be here to save them for you. It's what we do. We create the technology that saves your memories. I am Flash, connecting people through memory. I came to Southern Virginia University to wrestle, but I stayed because of the education and the experiences that I had. For me, it goes down to the professors who care. 
because of the personalized education I received, I was able to start a business. As I did that, my professors understood the challenges and struggles that I had, but they provided me with the knowledge and information I needed to succeed. My name is Fulter Sims, and I'm a knight. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego. Yeah, baby. Woo! It's getting, warm. it's getting warm in these sweaters, these sweatshirts. Yeah, tomorrow we are not doing sweatshirts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, it was like frigid. I've taken your advice twice now on wardrobe. One, on Saturday, you're like, why are you wearing the jacket, man? I'm like, because it's kind of cold. Well, then had took that off because I was feeling pressure from you. And then this morning, I'm like, I should probably grab a jacket. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're going to want to do that. It's like 50 degrees. <laughs> yeah, no, you're 0 for 2, man. You sh- I should give you a recommendation for going for 2 as well. Okay, yeah, you should do that for yeah. me, for your own good. Uh, Two-on-one continues with Nick Kurtz, the senior wide receiver. This is a homecoming of sorts for Nick, coming back down south to Southern California for this bowl game. What does it mean to him? Two-on-one Nick Kurtz, BYU Sports Nation style. Nick, you finished all of your classes last week. You're done. What is life like without homework? Oh, it is. I'm still waiting on my grades to post, so it's not entirely over yet, but for the most part, it's done. I remember when I I took my final... um, I just like got out and I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm done. <laughs> this, is, this isn't going to happen again. Like I'm all done." So, I mean, it feels incredible. Uh, I can relax a little bit, just waiting on my grades to post, and then I'm good to go. There weren't sixty thousand screaming fans, but sort of, right? When yes, that, that yes. Feeling uh, you know what? I would say that. I would say it's the, it's the same feeling. It, it could be better. <laughs> We just asked Corbin Kafusi that uh, uh, a little while ago about what uh, what that's like. So yeah, there's, there's there's a real feeling of accomplishment. It is. It is. You're from uh, like 20 minutes east of here. So what's this like to be back home playing in a bowl game? I am. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's been a while now, um, and then I'm going to stay here after two to train and stuff. So uh, it feels good to be in the sun, as you can see. No snow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that's not going to happen. There will be no snow out here. Um, so it's really nice. I mean. We just got to go to the beach today at some point and relax a little bit. What kind of urgency do you feel to win your final game? Because this is your last game at BYU. Yeah, and we haven't won a bowl game in a while. So uh, I think all of us, of course, want to win this game more than anything. Um, And it kind of caps everything off, and then you go into the next season with a win. So I never got to understand what that felt like, um, but I knew what it felt like for a loss, and it does not feel good. So, you know, we want to go out there and get a win. I'm sure all of us seniors know it's our last game. Uh, our last chance to wear the Y. So we're going to go out there and give it our all. And I'm sure Wyoming will too. So, People are expecting a lot from Tanner Mangum uh, in this game. Uh, the pro-style offense is a little different, right? Um, how, how have you seen him develop as a backup to where now that he's the starter, he will be ready for this bowl game? I mean, you saw he already got to play all last year, you know. So it was probably a weird situation for him this whole year. Um, but, I mean, the guy's a good quarterback. He's going to do fine. But people need to relax a little bit. <laughs> they get a little too hung up with the whole, yeah. They need to just relax. I mean, we're going to do what we can do, and I'm sure Tanner's going to go out there and have a great game. And uh, along with the rest of us, we all want to play great. How are things different with Tanner at quarterback compared to Taysom in the first 12-ish regular season games? Um, I mean, I guess Taysom just gives you that run option, so – you know, if there are any different plays, it's just going to be the fact that, you know, Taysom usually had, like, a run ability to it. 
Uh, but Tanner loves to throw the ball. Um, so, you know, we'll go out there and we'll play, just execute our regular offense. It's just going to be a different quarterback. Um, it should be, it should look, you know, the exact same as, you know, when Taysom was in there. Um, and he'll go out there and he'll have a good game. I know he will. Christian McCaffrey and now Leonard Fournette are going to sit out their bowl games to get ready for the NFL draft. That It'd be weird, like, if Jamal sat out this game, right, to get ready? Yeah, I, I saw that. I mean, I don't. I don't really know what's going on. I'm sure there's more going on than just them wanting to get ready for the NFL. You Avoid know? injury. But but as a teammate, that'd be a little weird, right? Yeah. I just don't see, I don't understand why people are doing that. Um, I mean, I'm not in their position, so I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> um, but I just I just don't, I don't, I've never seen that before. I don't know if people have been doing that. Um, not, not really, but I think it could be a thing, especially after uh, you do it. I I don't know. I just don't get it. Then why play your senior year? You know, why even play your senior year? If your junior year, you're supposed to get drafted. Or, you know, as soon as you know you're going to get drafted, why would anyone keep playing? So I, I don't quite understand what's going on. Maybe there's something, you know, internal or something. I don't know. Yeah, but with Fournette, I know he's dealing with an ankle injury. So you wonder if there are some of those McCaffrey's not, though. lingering things play. out yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of weird. And in this game, there are guys like yourself. You said you want to train, trying to play yeah. pro football. Uh, I need the game, though. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I'm clinging on. Yeah, I need it. So, I mean, I, I would I would never want to do that, though. I, it's my last game here. I, I would love to have the opportunity to play, you know, this last time. Um, but I'm sure they have, like, different things going on with them. You know, I, I've never talked to the guys, so I don't know. But um, they're both incredible players, so I'm sure they're going to have great careers. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play my last game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to your receivers coach, Ben Cahoon, you have uh, an added highlight for those NFL scouts to see you practice your, your one-handed <laughs> He catch. tweeted out this, this video that was amazing. Which is it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think when you, when you saw your coach tweet that out and say, oh, yeah. So. I, I walked into the room while they were, like, talking about it because I went to say something to one of them, and I walked up, and I saw they were, like, about to tweet it. It's like, feel free, go ahead. Because I mean, I ended up posting on Instagram and stuff. It was it was actually I was I was proud of it. I was. You should be. Yeah. If I just do it in a game, you know, I could be. Uh, I could actually have like a picture somewhere remembered. You know, practice it just gets washed up because there's so many great things that happen in practice that no one gets to see. Um, so we got to do one of those in a game. You know, this is our, <laughs> it's my last chance to do that. So Absolutely. I might as well just go for it every play. Try to, <laughs> try to get something going. Yeah, try to get something going. Nick Kurtz could have made the first down catch and said he was trying to make a highlight yes, for his yes. uh, reel. <laughs> in, this, in this game, uh, it's in an NFL stadium. It's the only college football game that night. What kind of opportunity is this to showcase BYU football? Yeah, well, I mean, we're on a... That we're always national exposure, you know what I mean? We have we have a great fan base. I think a lot of people know about us. Um, and, I mean, you think about it, we're so close to being great. I'm sure you guys have about a million conversations about the eight points, you know. Um, but we're just going to go out there and try to play our hardest and get ourselves a win and end on a high note. Um, and we know a lot of people will be watching. And, you know, we've had – shoot, the last time we came over here, Kyle took over, right? And I, I don't know if I told you guys or not, but I was at that game, but I wasn't a BYU fan. I was just a San Diego State, you know, I was watching for San Diego State. And that was the first time I saw BYU play. And I was, you know, I was like, these are the Mormons, right? Like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so um, hopefully that'll be us for someone else this year. Was that your first introduction to BYU football, or had you had some kind of. I mean, had I, BYU sent you anything at that point? This no, is no, 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 no. I hadn't. I didn't have anything. Were you at Grossmont your first year? I think that that was when I was, I think I was, I graduated in 11. So that was probably when I wasn't playing or anything. So I just came and watched the game before I even started junior college. Um, And I was introduced to BYU. It was all meant to be, you know, all all the bits and pieces fit together. It all connected at some point, right? (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Kyle Van Oy.
<laughs> it was the defensive guy that got the receiver to look at BYU. <laughs> what does Wyoming's pass defense do that uh, will cause the receivers some trouble? Like, what, what do you have to do to, to try and overcome the challenge that they present to you? Yeah, I mean, it's, this is divisional football, so, you know, every team's going to go out there and be really good. Everyone's going to have good DBs and good depth. Um, so we're just going to have to go out there and play our best. Um, and they're going to they're gonna play hard, and I'm sure they know it's their last game too, so everyone's going to be giving it their all. Um, so we just got to go out there and execute and, you know, get the ball rolling early. Jamal Williams uh, hasn't played in a bowl game in a couple of years. Uh, what kind of hunger do you see from him this season, but in this bowl game, in his final game too, as one of your fellow yeah. seniors? Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to go out there, and he's, he's a dog. He's going to play as hard as he can i mean he's always been a tough runner and he's fun to watch like i remember last year missing watching him like get tackled and get up and just start going crazy um and so you know i'm sure he has a lot of family he always has family everywhere so he's gonna have a lot of family at this game um and we're looking for a big game for him and i'm sure our offensive line is going to go out there um and do their thing and they've, they've had a pretty good season this year i mean it's not just you know one man that gets all those rushing yards it takes an offensive line to do what they do um, and so what we do as receivers is we try to make sure that we can block the secondary so that if he, they get, you know, past that first level of defenders, we usually make, like, what the touchdown blocks are kind of. So that's what we just try to do. We just try to Tomato do our assignment game, downfield. Yeah, Jamal referenced that as his favorite touchdown run of the year, the one with you on the side. And he's like, Nick, keep blocking for me, man. Keep going. <laughs> he's probably thinking that, too. And he's like, come on, Nick, get him. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's, what, that's, what we, that's all we can do, get our glory in the block. So... <laughs> Nick, uh, this is a homecoming of sorts for you. Uh, I'm sure it's good to be back uh, in the hometown area for you, and we wish you the best of luck in the Points Eddie Bowl. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's been good here. I've had some good interviews, some good times. <laughs> so thank you all. And Nick Kurtz is very welcome. BYU Sports Nation. And today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Only fitting while we're in San Diego that it should be Anchorman themed. Brian Fantana for his amazing coverage at the San Diego Zoo. Our elite tweet of the day is that the Cowboys are going to get straight up mauled by a cougar. Hashtag guy on a buffalo. I love guys on a buffalo. There you go. Thanks to all of our guests. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Winston Jepson. We'll see you tomorrow from San Diego.